Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Will Paris Campbell be cut? Should the Pacers have traded for Ben Simmons? Will Indiana University win the Big Ten or can they? How about back to the Colts? How can the Colts win the AFC South? And will the Colts be active at the trade deadline? Five great questions about Indiana sports. The answers coming up on Inside Indiana Sports Now. For Tuesday, October 19th, 2021, we're brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best in the world, call him and say, hey, doctor, whoa, I need some tooth help. My tooth is hurting. He's going to give you that help. Give him a call, 317-849-2933. All right, questions and answers. Is Paris Campbell going to be cut? The answer is no. At least not until the end of the season. They're going to put him on IR, and there he's going to stay. We are early today because this is what we do. Let's get after it. Am I right? It's a gorgeous day out. So, yes, we are outside. Paris Campbell next year. His dead cap money drops to $373,000 from a salary of $1.5. They're going to cut it. He's not worth the $1.5. They're going to take the 373 haircut, and they're going to spend $1.2 million on somebody else. That's the way the NFL works. This is a business. This isn't some kind of club where people earn a spot at the table through their heartache. That's not what we do with the Colts. And so you got work to do? Go. Go do the work, for God's sake. You know what? we got to stay focused in what we do. We've got to work, because what else is there? The reward for hard work is more hard work, am I right? And that Paris Campbell has worked hard, but keeps suffering injuries. He suffered that foot injury that's likely to keep him out for the rest of the season. Suffered that injury uh, this past Sunday. It's too bad that he continues to get hurt. You feel for him in your heart, but Chris Ballard's not paid to feel for him with his heart. He's paid to work with his brain to win football games and hopefully win a banner and have it raised up at Lucas Oil Stadium with all the foo-for-ah that that would deserve. All right, pivoting. We'll be back to the Colts in a moment. Going to pivot to the Indiana Pacers. Should they have traded for Ben Simmons? No, no, no. Why would you trade for a guy that his current employer doesn't want? Am I right? Ben Simmons Kicked out of practice, suspended for a game now. Joel Embiid says that he doesn't care about him. He's not paid to be a babysitter. This is a guy, and he can't shoot. 
this is a guy you want on your team? This is a guy you would give assets to the 76ers in order to attain? You want to own someone else's problem? You're seeing in real time today why nobody has traded for Ben Simmons and nobody will trade for Ben Simmons because the reason Ben Simmons came back to the 76ers was not about a competitive fire or wanting to be with his brothers. It was about cash. And when it becomes about cash, you do not want that player anymore. The Pacers should not want Ben Simmons at any price for free. Here, take Ben Simmons off our hands. Shouldn't make that deal. $37 million for a malcontent who cannot shoot and is playing basketball right now for the cash and has already been fined $1.4 million by the 76ers for missing four preseason games. This is the easiest call in the history of calls. You do not trade for Ben Simmons. You don't, you don't invite him. If he gets cut, you don't say, Ben, come on in. Be a part of our family. Why? Because he's going to bring the problems that are leading to his ouster from Philly and their decision to try to shop him and get whatever they can get. He's going to bring those problems to your franchise. Who wants those problems? The answer? Nobody. All right, back to the Colts. How can the Colts win the AFC South? Listen, it sounds like a pipe dream at this point with the Titans at 4-2 and two with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill and Julio Jones and, and A.J. Brown. Sounds like a pipe dream. However, Colts at 2-4. and four, They've got a favorable part of the schedule coming up, including a Halloween day game against the Titans, and the Titans continue to suffer injuries at a greater rate than even the Indianapolis Colts. All right, so... The Titans, they won last night, but they lost Taylor Luan, who went out with a likely concussion. There's been no update as to his status or, or his injury. You've got Caleb Farley, who tore his ACL last night. He was a first-round pick in the 2021 draft, a cornerback. Julio Jones left with a hamstring. You've got 16 others on IR. And so here you go. Magic couldn't shoot early. Then Magic became a good shooter. That's crazy. Uh, You cannot compare Magic Johnson to Ben Simmons. Here is the remaining schedule, or at least part of the remaining schedule, for the Tennessee Titans. The Chiefs, against the Chiefs, in Tennessee, the Titans have a 41% chance to win. In Indianapolis, they have a 45% chance to win, which means they're an underdog in these games. At the Rams, they got a 27% chance to win that game. Against the Saints, a 47%. At New England, 44%. At Pittsburgh, 45%. If all those are adjudicated in the Titans' disfavor and honor the percentages that, granted, a a flawed index is providing us. We know that, right? NFL games aren't played on a spreadsheet. They're played on a field, and so we understand all of this. Um, they go 9-8. and eight. If all those things come to pass, they are favored in every other game. The, the Titans are. The Colts, if they beat the 49ers, and they're not likely to beat the 49ers according to this same index, if they beat the 49ers, if they beat Tennessee the following week, if they beat the Jets, 
if they beat the Texans, if they beat the Jaguars twice, if they beat the Raiders, that is 10 wins. If they lose to the 49ers, then to get to 10 wins, they are going to have to either win at Buffalo, here against the Bucks, or in Phoenix, Glendale, really, but in Phoenix against the Cardinals. That's a tall order. Winning one of those three games is going to be really difficult. And that's why starting two and four is really deleterious to the hopes of going to the postseason. So you've kind of put yourself in a position where on Sunday night you have to show out against the 49ers. You have to do what's necessary in order to win that game, in order to earn the right to play in the game the following week against the Titans that is going to mean a lot. If you win that game, you're in the hunt. If you lose that game, adios muchachos. I guess we'll look forward to 2022. That's the way it is. The Titans, though, it's important to know that they have six games left that are likely losses. And the Colts, you know what? They've got a path to win one more if the Titans lose all of those games to win one more than the Titans. But the Colts have to beat the Titans at Lucas Oil Stadium on Halloween. All right, question number four. I would be very surprised if the Titans beat Kansas City. But you know what? When you've got Derrick Henry, you've got a shot. Last night, 20 carries, 140-plus yards, three touchdowns. He is a bruising express train, right? He, he's like a freight train that can go at high-speed rail speeds. 120-mile-an-hour freight train. That's what he does. That's who he is. And his presence makes Ryan Tannehill all that much better. And if A.J. Brown can stay healthy, Tannehill has a target. I get all of that. But I think they're going to lose this week to the Chiefs. All right, can Indiana win the Big Ten? Right now what Ken Palm says is that Indiana is going to finish with 20 wins, 10 of those in the Big Ten. But here's the thing about Indiana. Indiana is insanely deep this year. They got some injuries. They got to overcome those injuries, right? We don't even know who's injured at this point. And are they going to be ready to play on November 9th when the Hoosiers open up against Eastern Michigan? We don't know. However, if they are all healthy, you got 13 guys who, can, who have proven that they can play for the most part. Well, we don't really know about Logan Duncan. High school kid out of Cincinnati Moeller, we don't know. Can he play? I don't know. But we do know that Tamar Bates can play. We do know that Michael Durr and Parker Stewart and uh, Xavier Johnson and uh, Miller Kopp, that they can play. Those are the transfers, right? And all the returnees have, have played and most have started. So you've got a really deep team at Indiana. You've got a new coach and you've got an early portion of the schedule where Indiana is heavily favored in 10 of the first 13. And then in the other three, in the aggregate, the opponent is favored by four points. That's against uh, Notre Dame, against Syracuse, and, and then also against Wisconsin. So those games, very, very close. You got a chance to win those games. You could finish the 2021 calendar year 13-0. And if you can do that, you start to believe a little bit, and belief is an important thing in sports. And if Indiana starts to believe in itself, you've got that opener after the, not really the Big Ten opener because you've got the two games in the Big Ten before that, but that game against Penn State, you got a chance to start 
getting the thing rolling a little bit. And uh, yeah, don't forget to like the stream. Right? Hit like. Hit subscribe. Let's go. Ring the bell. You believe in Sterling. I believe in Sterling. We all believe in Sterling. Yay! All right. Indiana's got a shot to go on a little bit of a run prior to New Year's Day, build some belief, and then roll into 2022 with the head of steam, and we'll see what happens. I love the new energy at Indiana. I love the accountability that Mike Woodson has brought to that program. I love the staff. Dane Fife in particular is a guy, a no-nonsense guy who can communicate. He's terrific. This is a really good time to be an Indiana fan because, number one, Mike Woodson's undefeated as a head coach, and that's a good thing. Number two, like I said, you got all kinds of depth, and you got a bunch of people coming together who don't know what it's like to lose together, and that's important for a team that hadn't been to the NCAA tournament since 2016. All right, will the Colts, this is number five, the final question, I believe too, I believe in you, Bobby Hamilton, uh, will the Colts be active at the trade deadline? I do not believe that they will be. Maybe you deal Marlon Mack plus a seventh-round pick and get a sixth-round pick in return. You might make that kind of deal. But other than that kind of deal, what's really going to happen? Are they going to go out? Are they going to be buyers? The deadline, by the way, is Tuesday, November 2nd at 4 o'clock. The NFL trade deadline usually comes and goes without a lot of tumult, unlike Major League Baseball or the NBA. This is kind of a day where a lot's discussed, but nothing much happens. So, will they trade Marlon Mack? They might trade Marlon Mack. Will they trade a guy like Kamoko Ture? They could. Would they trade a guy like Taekwon Lewis? Maybe they would. I don't know. I don't see the Colts trading for anyone. I don't think there's any question about that. You, you do have that kind of dearth of talent at the wide receiver position, but nobody's really willing to give up a wide receiver, a top-level wide receiver, for what the Colts are willing to offer. So, it, you know, it takes two. Just like for the 76ers, they would love to trade Ben Simmons to somebody for a star, uh, like a lower-tier all-star, and two first-round draft picks. That'd be great. You know, Daryl Morey would run around like he was the king of the world. But that isn't going to happen. Because there's no market like that. There's no market for him. The Colts would love to get a third rounder for Marlon Mack. That isn't going to happen. That's preposterous. What are you going to do? Um, how do I get into sports reporting? I'm really good at it. It's a great question. You just do it. You do it and then you hope. And that's what you do. So let's go. Hit like. Hit subscribe. Watch Breakfast with Kent tomorrow. We do these twice a day. And we do them early in the morning, a little bit later this week, because I have a schedule uh, kind of a challenge. And then in the afternoon, we usually do them at 3, 4 o'clock, something like that. And have a great time talking about sports, because it's fun, and it's frivolous, and we care way too deeply about it. And, and so that's what we do. I really enjoy it. Fireman Jeff, thanks for coming over. Joe B., um, yeah, we got to beat the Titans, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Derrick Henry is the only reason why they beat the Bills. It's the only reason why they're relevant in the NFL. Derrick Henry is that good a football player and a guy who, when he squares you up, he is going to put a dent in you. He's one of those guys that even defensive tackles are like, do I really want to engage this guy? Breakfast with Kent coming up tomorrow. Michael Strawn, I want to see him too. Can't wait for Breakfast with Kent tomorrow.
Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.